Hey everybody, welcome to our next conversation on the United Service this week. So talking about uh, partnering with people, Christmas, kids program, all that fun stuff. We look forward to seeing you there. There's a little bit of plastic noise today because we just shut the door and we've got drop cloth. Yeah, it's for exactly. painting. Spay, spray painting. Spray painting. The, and so the chemicals are, are getting to Greg's brain again. But if you could get to a smell cast, you would smell some. What paint. is a smell cast? Wow. Podcast. It's a smell cast. Uh, that's no. <laughs> I'm Why so disappointed in you right now. <laughs> Come on. It I'm is utterly disappointed. In so you, Scott. There's the metaverse is kind of a thing right now, Scott. I don't know I, if you no, are on the internet I, ever, I, I but will, oh. the metaverse is a thing. And is that like a but it's not? Universe? It's not a thing. I think it's gonna grow. There's no. businesses that are already investing yeah. millions is into this, virtual space. Can no. you buy a Saturn View there? Uh, a virtual one, yeah. What does metaverse mean? It's Nothing. it's not real. It's an online uh, oh, marketplace yeah. slash workplace slash hangout place. Uh, you, you have to like use a VR headset. World? Yeah, you have to use a VR headset. Okay. It's a video game, is what it is. Yes, but people are going to be working and no. making their paychecks there. No, no. I think it's going to happen. Nope. Okay. Anyways, before Greg decided to try and shoot me down, <laughs> I did read a fictional account of it, and in this book, there was a fictional was it called, account. Was it called Ready Player One? Yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Cool. Ready Player One. Have it's a read, it's a good fiction have book. Have you read Ready Player Two? It sucked. It was terrible. It was only okay. Uh, also, his other book, Armada, was bad, too. What? Yeah, I didn't like Armada. You shut your mouth. I didn't like it. Uh, <laughs> but oh, it's cool. There's a, there's a nerd battle royale happening right <laughs> before your eyes. In the book, there's... When I said Ready Player One, I've only ever seen the movie. Oh, I've yeah. Read that book. It's, no it's fun. It's a fun book. Right now, Zach and Rich are fighting in a virtual world. Yes. And <laughs> they're in the metaverse. And Greg is, <laughs> Greg is just laughing from the outside. Yeah. yeah. Rich and I are nerds. Greg is well, not. Fun. It's it's okay. I'm not. A, there's a lot of people who think I'm a nerd. They're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but it, is it a more of an insult to be called a nerd or to be so? Oh no, you are definitely not a nerd. I don't think it's an insult anymore. My wife thinks I'm a nerd. Yeah. Well, she's right. I would say you're more of a nerd than Kels for sure. It's a spectrum. It's a spectrum. <laughs> Anyways, you guys are much further down the spectrum than I yeah. am. <laughs> <laughs> We've gone down the rabbit hole. We're seeing how okay, far this so thing goes. Okay, so back to your metaverse. If the metaverse takes off, one thing that would be interesting, back to your whole sound, just smell, cast, whatever. Set, they have these cast. olfactory towers is what they call oh, them. no. And they create smells during your virtual experience. It won't matter because everybody has... Everybody's got smell. COVID. <laughs> Zach, Zach's on a metaverse trip, but he doesn't understand blockchain at all. And the, the reality of blockchain is Web 3.0. Metaverse is not. Metaverse is a game for children. Okay, I take play. back blockchain. the nerd thing that we said that Greg Okay, wasn't. Greg is some kind of nerd. It's just it's different nerd than... Nerd. What, is, what does Bitcoin have to do with this? It's blockchain. Isn't that what blockchain When will the blockchain Block? be completely mined? That's what I want to know. That's not even a. That's not even a real question. <laughs> I'm just making up words. No, that doesn't no. even make when sense. When will the metaverse integrate with the Bitcoin? 
Meta. The only reason that people think metaverse could be a real thing is because blockchain enables NFTs, and NFTs could potentially be something that's used in the metaverse. NFTs are the big thing right now, yeah? Yeah, it's it's digital property. Right. So in the metaverse, in theory, every property or asset in the metaverse could technically like, be an NFT. If you paid enough money, you could or hang out... a non-fungible token. Yeah. yeah. Look at you, nerd. You could hang out with LeBron James in the metaverse and get a oh. digital signature as an NFT that only you own. No, the metaverse is so stupid. It could happen. It's so stupid. LeBron James. I don't... I why don't. is it... Why do you... Why Every do you single technology that... Because I don't, right now, I don't do sports. I don't know. He's the only sport person I know. to enable people to live better lives on Earth, not to remove them from Earth. Oh, for sure. Even if the metaverse happens, what people are going to realize how, like... <laughs> meant, like, real life. Earth, oh. Earth is a metaphor. Yeah. Like, if you, make, if you make less than a billion dollars, you're part of this conversation. Uh, hey, on Sunday, we're... That was painful. We're, yeah, jeez. It was only, like, four minutes, though. We just—it was a deep dive. In your metaverse, that was four minutes. <laughs> was a deep Does dive. time move the I'm same in your metaverse? <laughs> <laughs> Why are y'all looking at me? I had three different questions welcome, that I have answers for none of. Welcome back to the the universe. <clears throat> uh, yeah, on Sunday we're talking about some things that we all care about for our United Service. Yeah. Opportunity to get all of our communities together. Yeah, just getting together. First time in four months. We did it in the summer. Yeah. Summer. And uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be great to be together. But Zach, what are you what are you sharing about this? I'm so excited. You got some. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So actually, today oh. I got to go to Loring Elementary and deliver bags of food directly to kids' lockers, which yeah. sounds very um, what's the like privacy violating? It's, there's definitely some privacy violation that happens. That's just well, I don't know. They probably worked it out. This is a great way to start. It's a good way to start. <laughs> Uh, we have connection with a nonprofit called Every Meal. Yeah. And uh, everymeal.org. Everymeal.org. They used to be called the Sheridan Story, if you're familiar with them. We got connected to them a couple years ago. I don't know how. I think another local pastor said, hey, here's this organization who connects kids to food, kids who don't have enough access to food on the weekends during the summertime, uh, kids whose families deal with food insecurity. Here's this organization that make sure they have food on the weekends when they go home. And um, so it was just like really cool. I think we supported them financially as a church back when we started. And then I forgot about them. But then they reached out to me a few months ago and said, hey, we're looking for more volunteers. Can we meet? So met and heard more about what the volunteering actually looks like. And they have a local uh, office where you can go and pack these plastic bags full of non-perishable food to get sent to the schools. But then you can also sign up to volunteer and go right into the schools and deliver these bags of food directly to kids' lockers. And they're really smart about it. Uh, they go to the lockers, they make sure the food gets right into the kids' bags so that it's very uh, discreet. Kids don't yeah. feel embarrassed by like having to have food go yeah. home with them. Um, and it was so simple, not glamorous. I just went to the school for 45 minutes, literally took this cart from the lunchroom and pushed these bags to lockers, put food in left, and... I just feel like if we can spend our time as a church community doing these kinds of things, what kind of impact could we make in our city? Probably a lot. Yeah. And it's a and good it, opportunity. For the one, which there's a lot of ones under this, this uh, ministry or service, whatever, however you want to term it, but 
if you're if you're a kid who feels food insecurity Mm -hmm. it is it's on your mind yeah yeah it is it's a huge part of your life yeah and uh if you can imagine the moment when hey we we can help and we're not going to make it a something embarrassing for you and your family and your friends we're going to we're going to meet a need and you're going to be able to uh, receive this uh, something you can expect something that is is a gift something that doesn't come with strings yeah so cool yeah me as a parent of young kids I'm convinced to never I'm just like I'm never going to have a moment where I would let my kids feel food insecure which is like definitely a privilege of mine to be able to feel Mm -hmm. like I have enough job enough going around enough of my needs met that my kids are never going to feel it. And I just know that there are so many families who are working as hard as they can to make sure their needs are met and still coming up very short every month and doing everything they can to get the food they need to get the bills that they need to pay paid. Um, And just like, what would it be like for me to be in a place of knowing that I need to get food to my kids and feeling like I can't Uh, just the benefit that this is to kids and to parents, to families around our city it's such a simple, simple thing, and I think the dividends, the things that it actually meets, the needs that it meets are really big. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, Great. so we're gonna volunteer. Yeah, this is you're gonna have a shot to ping you, give you yeah. a, um, an email, send you check out a little bit more about. If you want to then... check it out now, go to everymeal.org, and they have thousands of schools they're already invested in. Uh, they're all around Minneapolis, and they're in other states. So wow. really cool. That's cool. Yeah, for me, I get to share um, a little bit about uh, kind of church planting at Corner beyond just Corner churches. Um, I think for me, church planting was uh, has been a significant part of my story. It's just, I was a point of faith where I was uh, pretty disenfranchised with the church, and it was church planting that uh, showed me that uh, my understanding of the church as a whole was was incomplete. And so I uh, invited me to, to use skills I didn't know I had and, and um, entrepreneurial skills and connect with people in ways that was new. And so church planning has been significant, um, I think, for a lot of people. I think most people who are part of, part of a church plant at least once, um, even if it was hard and shut down like the first one I did, I think it was uh, significant. Zach brings up their church planting in, in uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia Beach yeah. often. And I just think that process, it, it makes a mark on you and uh, for, for a good, good reason and usually good things. And so uh, we've been partnering with Tom and Trina and they are planting in North Minneapolis right next to my neighborhood. And I just get the opportunity to introduce Tom, have Tom share. I've been met with Tom uh, last week for coffee and he just, uh, a couple weeks ago we were in a meeting and he said, uh, when people ask who's in my corner, I say corners in my corner, and it's just really cool for me to hear that, and I think cool, really important for our community to hear that. That yeah. it's not just about corner, but the mission's bigger, and we need people like Tom and Trina and what they're doing. And so they'll share for a little bit, um, and then we get to—they're about to have their first baby together. So we get to bless yeah. them with a bunch of gift cards, and then we have uh, a little bit of money too that we are the church has set aside to kind of tithe of our tithe to give to them. Um, for their church plant specifically. So hopefully taking care of them both personally uh, and in their ministry, helping out with that stuff. So. Yeah. What a cool moment to invest in them. And, and they are so humble and hardworking and just great people. Yeah, they're great. Okay. So it'll be cool for people from our community to meet them. 
them to see more of our community. Rich, what's happening? Yeah, uh, I get to talk about the community outside the Sunday morning community and how people connect. And in the same way that, you know, Zach and I were disagreeing about nerdy things, uh, <laughs> we also like a lot of the same things, and that's part of uh, Corner Church Connection Groups. So Connection Groups are coming up. The Winter Connection Group is coming up here shortly, starting in beginning of February, probably. And uh, we get to, get to talk about why why we meet in smaller groups and how to get different groups started. Um, you know, Zach and I might start a, here's a group that Not talks group. about terrible sci-fi books yeah. and that are made into movies and why they're terrible. We might have a, a and, D&D group. Hey, you know. Which, <laughs> growing up in the church uh, would have been very, very largely frowned upon. Uh, but not only just D and D stands for demons guy. and devils. Oh, good, good. Yeah. But not only uh, shared interest and stuff like that, but but uh, a lot of people in the church have interest in digging deeper into Bible study or eating a meal together or um, just ways to connect people with other people. Hmm. Um, and every connection group has a little bit of a, a prayer time, encouragement time uh, built right in. <laughs> So that not only are, are people meeting together as smaller groups, but are, are growing together as, as people and also in their faith. And the, the cool part about connection groups is it could be across many corner church communities. It could be people just in your housing community that you live in. It could be people outside of church all together, uh, just getting together and yeah, building deeper relationships. So we're going to talk about that this week. And corner church people, if you're listening, be ready to... St- lead one of these <laughs> because we'd love to, to get people connected for uh, just many different reasons so that's what we're talking about this Sunday I love that uh, like very very rarely would like deeper relationship more like profound relationship is it ever is it even possible without a degree of intentionality it doesn't have to necessarily be you know, organization of forms and uh, systems, but intentionality is always a part of real relationship, and uh, that's that's the goal of our connection groups is, is intentionality. It's not necessarily a system to thrust you into friendship. It's it's just intentionality, and that's something that we all need to do. Pretty cool. Yeah. It's cool, and I'm uh, just going to end with one moment of a little bit of talking and a dialogue question, just that one of my favorite things about the Christmas narrative and about Scripture as a whole is that it's it's real, unimpressive, uh, ordinary people being used by God. And uh, I think about it, I was thinking about it for the Corner Church World over the last couple weeks here, is that, you know, why does it matter that you you come to church and I think that sometimes the church environment can be uh, the exact same whether you come or not but our goal our passion as a church community and the corner church community is that actually church is radically different when you're not there it's you, you're part of the conversation you're part of the community you're part of the body of Christ and when we think about biblical narrative uh, what happened would have been radically different if the people in the biblical narrative didn't show up and uh, and so just our calling, calling our reminder in the Christmas season is to uh, outside of our it's not about where our skills are crazy or we're 
where we're better than other people. It's just where can we show up and make a real impact. And so to seek out those moments with intentionality. That'd be That's fun. good. That'd be fun. Yeah. That sounds like it's going to be a good Sunday. And Ra- Rachel, who's unable oh, yeah. to be here today, she's, they're doing a kids program. And uh, Rachel's going to share a little bit about just passion for the family and church community, investing in kids and, and teenagers and opportunity, opportunities to be involved in that. And uh, and has the cool kids things oh, happening. Probably the highlight of the day. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. really about the kids program. Yeah. We always, always about the kids program. We have program. food. We're going to eat food together. Yeah. Lots of food. That's going to be awesome. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be great. And uh, we try to do United Services five times a year. So hopefully next year, Omicron willing. <laughs> Omicron. <laughs> we will do it more next year. So Optimus Prime variant. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see you guys later.